Pro Wrestling Noah, July 16, Nippon Budokan. Keiji Muto's chosen venue, the Nippon Budokan. The first fight of his retirement streak. The challenger, Supernova Kaito Kiyomiya. Don't miss Keiji Muto's retirement run. Keno challenges New Japan Pro Wrestling Satoshi Kojima for Noah Gold, the GHC Heavyweight Championship. And Ninja Mac is back! On top of that, Rob Van Dam in a hardcore rules match. International stream on Wrestle Universe. Welcome to another edition of Cafe Day Renee. I am the third wheel, James Tunstall, joined once again by the Style Show, Mr. Renee Dupree. Renee, you brought another great friend today. Yes, sir, indeed. Met this guest 20 years ago when I moved to Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, the term underrated gets used a lot, but by far, uh, this guy does not get credit for what a hell of a wrestler he was, is. And, uh, don't bash him. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, buddy. Hey, I always uh, live by that term, under-promise and over-deliver. You know, so live by that. <laughs> Good to so, see you, man. It's been 20 years. Good night, man. 20 years, yeah. Time flies. But, I mean, uh, when I first got to Louisville, Kentucky, I was 18. And, uh, you know, the core group of guys, OBW guys, was uh, Nick Dinsmore, the Rob Conway, Doug Basham, and uh, Danny Holly, the damager. And uh, I remember Danny watching Basham. Doug. Danny Basham. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I remember watching Doug. And this is a shoot. I'm not, you know, I'm blowing smoke up your ass. I remember watching Doug in the ring thinking, if I, if I can only be as good as him and watching you. Because, I mean, you had you had a lot of great programs over there, right? You had programming Benoit and uh, was it Guerrero as well? Uh, no, Benoit, uh, and I worked with a lot of the guys from the WWE that came in to like rehab and get the, you know, uh, just get their, uh, ring conditioning back, uh, yeah. Rhino, Bradshaw, all them guys that come back up through there. Um, I had the opportunity to work with them. So, you know, I was pretty lucky, you know, that I got these, these opportunities and that's some of the opportunities that helped get me, you know, moved up to the active roster in WWE from the developmental. Yeah. Now. Uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I credit your your amazing wrestling skills to your training, which was your your uncle Danny Davis, right? Absolutely, man. Um, Danny, he you know he from ground zero trained me and, and gave me all the uh, skills and, and uh, uh, training that I needed. But then I want to attribute a lot of it, a lot of my advanced skills to a guy mm -hmm. that you know really well, and I think everybody who will see this will know or have heard of Rip Rogers. 
that guy taught yeah right i brought a smile to your face uh rip rogers he is actually one of the guys that taught me how to taught me a lot about psychology danny taught me everything i knew to a certain point and then uh rip just kind of took it to a whole nother level for me yeah we had rip on here he's in the archives if people want to check it out he's as crazy as ever but uh uh fountain of knowledge i mean then the guy eats, sleeps, breathes wrestling. So, if you uh, one, one of the greatest, one of the greatest oh, yeah. in yeah. my eyes. I met him when I was thirteen. I met him when I was thirteen, Doug. So that's why you know I'm so screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> thirteen. Oh man, I remember. I remember when you came in. You uh, you were eighteen, right? When you came in, yes. and you were. You were just so jacked. You were like this—the biggest eighteen-year-old kid I'd, I'd ever seen. You were—you had a body of like a thirty-year-old man, and coming in all jacked and everything. So you were already messed up when you got there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I grew up in wrestling, Douglas. I mean, God. I know. I, I I know. You're you are correct, sir. Very correct. Yeah. Sir. So let's yeah, talk wrestling. about. Um, was that? No, I was going to wrestling corrupted me. Yeah. I'm joking. It's, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's the best and worst business. It's the best at times. It's the worst at times, right? It is, and that that is so true in so many ways, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your question, but no, no, it's cool, man. This is just casual conversation we do, you know, amongst guys because I haven't seen her talk in Christ must be over 10, 12, 13 years, right? So it's uh, well, probably longer than I think it's been at least whenever um, I left WWE in two thousand and seven, I think. So I think it's the last time I saw you. Yeah. And then well, I, I, I made mention before, you look the same now as I remembered you back 15, 16 years ago. You have not aged. It's the French <laughs> genetics. You, we hit a certain age, then we go downhill real quick. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We don't age well, gracefully. You, Stay young and then, phew, downhill. Uh, yeah. well, you, you, you haven't hit that point yet, kid. You, you still look not still young. So... Uh, <laughs> Um, let's talk about the whole career, man. Did you grow up a wrestling fan, watching your uncle Danny and, and stuff like that in Louisville? Yeah, yeah, man. What a story this is. Um, just like yourself, I'm sure uh, you being brought up in wrestling. I was a, a wrestling fan my whole life, and from like the age of three years old when I saw it on TV for the first time, and then uh, and my dad told me that I was always trying. Like I go every day, I'd go to the TV and turn the channel, you know, try to you know, what, what, kid, what are you doing? wrestling wrestling i was always trying to find <laughs> wrestling on the tv but it only come on like once a week you know so mm -hmm. uh from that point on I, I was just a huge fan and where i lived i lived in a, a little town called henryville indiana and the wrestling we got was mid-south wrestling from memphis and that was uh your, your jerry lawler bill dundee dutch mantel older guys like uh, some guy sunny king i don't know if any of these names people remember any of these names but you know the moon dogs um uh, and that is the wrestling that you know, Wildfire, Tommy Rich, Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert, uh, Brian Christopher, <laughs> Je Je Jeff Jarrett, to Tojo Yamamoto. Uh, yeah. These are names from Blast from the Past, and yeah. um, so that's what I—that's what I grew up watching, and I was just a huge fan. And so, uh, so as a kid, man, you grew up with the uh, Memphis wrestling with Tojo Yamamoto and Jerry Lawler. Oh yeah, man. And then, uh, I was just a fan for life and, um, 
I had my, I went to my first wrestling venue when I think I was like eight years old for my birthday. My mom and dad took me and I was hooked. And then every, uh, every TV show they would have, uh, they would come on their, their TV program and um, uh, promote their, their wrestling school. If you want ever dream to be a professional wrestler, come to Nashville, Tennessee, the Jarrett's wrestling school and because, you know, chase your dreams. And I was like, Oh man, I would love to do that. But Nashville so far for me, it was like, it was only like two and a half hour drive, but you know, I didn't, you know, I've never been outside of my town, you know, right. uh, I've never yeah. been out of the state of Indiana at that time. So I just always said, uh, you know, it'd be great to do that. And then my aunt uh, started and, I, and then I went, I was, went on school, became a, you know, athlete in high school with basketball, baseball track and stuff like that. Then I graduated, went to college and I was going to, go to college and I went to Indiana university. I wanted to be a doctor. So I was taking pre-med courses and got to about two years in, going into my third year. And my aunt started dating nightmare, Danny Davis and the, the nightmares, nightmare, Danny and night, Danny Davis, Ken Wayne, you know, I remember what remember watching him when I was growing up and I was a huge fan because, you know, I, for some reason, I just loved tag team wrestling. I thought it was great. Singles is always good, but I love tag team wrestling. And they were one of my favorites in, in the USWA. Uh, that's what it was called back then. So I remember the very first time I ever met Danny was at a Christmas. We, my, my grandma and grandpa's, everybody would get together for Christmas. And I saw him there. And I mean, he was Jack, Jack like you were back in the day, Renee. Uh, even more so. Oh, I mean, shit. Just a, oh, just a mound of muscle. And the nicest guy I ever met. And I remember when I went up to him and introduced myself, I was shaking like, oh, Mr. Danny Davis, it's nice to meet you, sir. He was laughing and thought, you know, was, thought it was cute that uh, being a big fan and wrestling. And then he, once he said, hello, it was over. Uh, I was attached to his hip and I was asking him all these questions. So, you know how it is. Like, he was probably like, oh, kid, uh, I wish I would have. Okay, we're done. And then he was... Um, yeah. You know how it is. You know, you know, sometimes it happens. You sit there and just talk to people and like, uh, yeah, but it, you know, hey, if it wasn't for fans though, oh, Renee, we wouldn't be able to do what we do, right? That's it. That's what we do. Yeah. Danny, I attached the hip with Danny at Christmas time, man, and uh, asked him all these questions. And um, Christmas was great. So I met him for the first time and one of my childhood heroes. And then he was wanting to get off the road and stay home and, and be a husband to his wife. And uh, so he opened up a wrestling school in Louisville and started training guys. And he called it the nightmare Danny Davis school of professional wrestling. And I was right there. One of his first students, I wasn't the first student that he had in Louisville, but I was the first student in OVW Ohio Valley wrestling. If that makes sense. So yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people get that confused when Jim Cornette goes and says, I was Danny's first student in Ohio Valley wrestling. I was, but I wasn't his first student in nightmare. Danny Davis professional school of professional wrestling. I just want to make sure that's clear. And everybody knows that. Um, so then I, so he had this wrestling. I was, I was going to university, Indiana university and taking pre-med courses. So I moved back home to Louisville, Kentucky area, and went to a like a satellite college so i because i got a job at jewish hospital in Louisville, kentucky i was like a, a gopher in the middle of er running supplies to er and then danny had it his school was like five minutes away from the hospital so i asked my aunt i called her up and said hey 
you think Danny would mind if I came by the school and checked it out? Because, uh, you know, I, as soon as I found out he was opening a wrestling school, I, I wanted to go. But it took me weeks to build up yeah. the nerve to actually go there. So I went there. Uh, she said, yeah, go. And Danny invited me down. And, and uh, I went to the school and I walked in and checked it out. And Renee, I don't know where you first started training. And I don't know where anybody else that watches this start, started training. Dude, it was a closet. It was just big enough to put a 16 by 16 ring. It was an old boxing yeah. ring. It was hard. I mean, it was stiff. And, you know, it was just big enough where you wouldn't hit the walls, you know, and he had his desk at the yeah. front. I mean, it was small. In a little old broom closet in Portland, Portland, Kentucky, Portland, you know, the West End of Louisville. So I went in there and it was hot as it was hot as balls, you know, nobody, there was no air conditioning and everybody was sweating their butt off. So I get in there and I, I go in and say, Hey, Danny, thanks for having me. He goes, oh, get in there. I'm like, huh? What? He goes, get in there. So the guys were like, the very first thing we're learning, I learned, ever learned was jumping over the top rope. So they were just jumping over the top rope. And I was like, oh, this is easy. This ain't nothing. And then running the ropes and hit, hit the ropes. And that was a little more challenging because I didn't know how to hit them. And they hurt, you know? Yeah. And then, and then uh, turnbuckles, he had us hitting turnbuckles. That hurt because you I, I yeah. was never hitting them right. And then uh, all this in one day, then he taught the back bump where you'd squat down and take that back bump. Well, you know what I did the first time I took the back bump because nobody told me to tuck my chin, right? <laughs> After rattled my cage. I, maybe you maybe you did too when you were just learning. I don't know, but it only first, took me one turn time to learn. Tuck your chin. Tuck your chin. Yeah. <laughs> so let's fast forward a little bit, man. Like <clears throat> let's talk about sacrifice. Cause I remember when I first got to Louisville, you had not yet been signed, right? Yeah. Yeah, you had a badass. You had a really, really good job working. Was it at Toyota? Uh, Ford, yeah, Ford Motor Company. Ford. Um, you know, I was Union making about job, eight, eighty thousand. Benefits, yeah. benefits, a, the whole nine, right? I had everything, man. Back yeah. then, in in 90, 92, 93, when, no, when was it? When did when did you get there? 98, 99, 2000? uh he got there 2002 yeah you know eighty thousand dollars a year was good money man it was real good money uh is he still frozen <laughs> yeah he's having uh, he's okay are, are you back yeah hey there you go i was just saying that uh back in the day when you got there yeah in 2001 2002 I was, I had a really good job with benefits and everything and making about $80,000 a year. And that was, a, that was good money back then. And, uh, the, my work, oh. the way, yeah, well, it was really good money back then. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. but, but my work schedule didn't allow me to do TV. And, um, I was Jim Cornette was at there at the time with the developmental and I had to sit and watch, you know, all these guys that I, I broke in with get these contracts and man, it was, it was killing me. Like, Oh man, I, I want a contract. I, this is what I want to do. All my friends are doing this for a living. You know, they, they wrestle for a living. This is how they get paid. This is what I want to do. And then uh, yeah. I finally just had to get uh, my work schedule worked out to where I could uh, be on OVW TV and come and work with all the guys like you and Brock Lesnar and John Cena and Dave Batista, you know, Rob Conway and Damage and Nick. And uh, I had to earn it, man. I just wasn't given to me. You know, I thought it was going to be easy. I'd come back, I'd get a contract, I'd quit and it'd all be fine and dandy 
it wasn't like that, man. I had to, I had to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember watching you, man. Cause back then this, before they made you shave your head, you had like the fucking the, the mullet and then you wore the black fucking leather pants. I mean, you, it was the revolution, right? Yeah. The revolution, man. Uh, I remember when I first came back, um, Jimmy had his ideas and um, I, I had an idea of coming back under a mask and I watched the movie, um, was it, is it eight millimeter or nine millimeter with Nicolas Cage? Um, I get those confused, but there was a character on there called the machine and he wore the black leather mask and wore the leather pants. And he was, a, he was a killer. And I was like, yeah. that is a wrestling character. That is, that's me. That's what I want to do. And I brought the idea to Jimmy Cornette and then he wrote for it um, amazingly, man. And you know, all I had to do is go out there and perform. Yeah, I remember that was a badass group, but I was I was a fan of it, you know. But it like was fun, some, man. so you had to give up that job just for a big big pay decrease, right? Increasing <laughs> pay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, a huge pay decrease. But you know what? We, we were talking about you know this the sacrifices that that we we made and we make to you know hopefully chase that dream and and nothing's you know wrestling doesn't owe us anything, right? So there's, there's no yeah. guarantees in wrestling, you know? That's right. So it was sure. it, sac sacrifices made and I'm glad I did it. I'd do it all over again, man, if I had the choice. So I remember there's a famous story. <laughs> there's a oh famous my God. story of when you and, you and Danny, right? You guys got called up to TV. Jim Cornette says it. The way he says it, of course, is entertaining as shit. Oh yeah. But they oh, were, yeah. They were, you guys went up to TV, and one of the writers <laughs> wanted to see what you look like bald. <laughs> and uh, and they made you shave your head. And then, of course, you got to, to OBW TV on a Wednesday, and uh, Cornette saw you with a shaved head, and I guess he called up fucking John Laurinaitis right away and said, Hey, John Laurinaitis, my top heel is got fucking looks like a 40-year-old truck driver. If you can't pretend <laughs> when a guy looks like bald, uh, I'll book him in a hair max, shave his head, sell some ticket. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how the story went too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hang on, Jimmy. I'm only, uh, I think I was only 28 or 29 at the time. I looked like a 40 year old, 40 year old truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I looked younger, <laughs> Right. but any, anyway, that was, uh, that's one story. That's one Jim Cornette moment that I will never forget ever 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 uh of course i didn't laugh at the time but we laugh now and, and to hear him tell the story is is great man but <laughs> you almost quoted him word for word <laughs> oh well listen you love him or hate him the guy has talent and you know the promos he cuts off the top of his head are second to none right so absolutely man you know you either love him or you love to hate him one of the two right but that thank you, fuck you, bye. That thank you, yeah. fuck you, bye. You know how much money he made off T-shirt sales because of that fucking quote? <laughs> that's, that's like, have a nice day, right? right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you guys got called up. It was on the SmackDown roster. I believe we are on SmackDown together. Was that in 2004? Uh, I believe we got called up around 2000, end of 2002, 2003 is okay. when we started our run up there and uh we debuted in pensacola florida against uh rikishi and spanky and uh oh. yeah we we got uh initiated and uh welcomed uh to wwe by getting the stink face from rikishi <laughs> that's that's how you make a debut 
that was great. Did he have the clean tights or did he have the three day old tights? I, I don't know. I think I was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to ask Danny that one. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, no, I remember watching you guys. I remember we would do house show loops, right? And uh, you guys would pull out the old school Memphis spots. And it was so different from everybody else on the card, right? And I would fucking Absolutely. pop huge. I would pop huge in the monitor. And then guys would be like, stare at me. What the fuck you? I said, fucking watch this shit. It's great. <laughs> so old school. Everybody else yeah. is out there taking all these unnecessary bumps and and right. and flying all over the place and would slow it down and go old school. You know, but yeah. he, uh, kudos to the people we worked with that would do it, uh, you know, that would work it with us, you know. So, because yeah. uh, sometimes we would, we would, uh, we'd, we would uh, suggest stuff and they were like, nah, 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 nah. Like, okay. Right. Because yeah. at that point, like you know, the we, had, we had to earn our spot. That's it. It's like the seniority thing, right? Like, you're just coming in. I'm just, you know, it's, it's like anything else, right? Yeah, absolutely, but, uh, man. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about let's talk about Danny, man. The damage of him, D A to the M A, J to the A. The damage of man. You guys made a badass tag team, and uh, uh, what's he up to nowadays? I actually invite him on, but he's completely wiped his hands from the business, right? He has, man. He's 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 uh, you know what's nothing to do with it anymore. I've asked him to do a few things too. And, um, you know, I've asked him to come and uh, be a part of OVW TV because I'm, I'm helping Al Snow right now with OVW TV. Uh, I'm one of the agents for the company. I help produce the show. I help write the show. I, I, you name it, I, anything with the show, I agent the, the house shows when we go. Uh, I guess I kind of like Al's right-hand man, you know. Um, so I'm, in, and I'm enjoying doing that. So I've asked Danny if he wanted to come and be a part and maybe have a Bastion Brother reunion or something like that, man. And he was awesome. like, no, or a, or a revolution um, yeah. uh, reunion and stuff like that. And he, he's, he's done. He doesn't want anything to do with wrestling anymore. I guess it's uh, his exit was so traumatic, you know, for him that he just doesn't want to have anything else to do with it, which is a shame, you know? Yeah, well, I mean different strokes for different folks. If, if something like that uh, affects him in a negative light, maybe it's better. He just wash his hands and completely walk away. I mean, kudos to him for being able to walk away. Cause as right. you know, a lot of us try, but it's like the fucking mafia, man. You try to escape <laughs> and they drag you back in. Right. But you know, it's so funny. It, you are 100% right. And if you're strong enough to, to stay out, kudos to you, you know, cause I, I walked away for, 10, 10 years. And here I am back into it again, you know? And I mean, I'm, I'm eyeballs deep in it now, man, but you know what, Renee, it's when you love something, you, you love it, man. And it, it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a drug and I'm sitting here, you know, wrestling it up. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. It's the ultimate drug, man. Nothing gets, it is. you know, if you, if you love it, you love it. If you don't, you don't, but guys right. like me and you, we love it so much. So you're the head trainer at OVW now, right? Is that it? Absolutely. Head agent, Absolutely. Head, head trainer. Yep. Head trainer, head, head trainer. agent. Uh, Al, no, is, what, is that a thing? Because head, you said head trainer, head agent. <laughs> Al, head. There's, there's the joke there. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, there you go. Well, no, no, man. It's like, 
listen, I trained in OVW and all the guys that are like uh, Red Dog and Jazz, they got their school down in San Antonio, Dog Pound Dojo. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. up there in Louisville. So, I mean, if anybody's in that, uh, they call it, the, is that the tri-state area or the? Yeah, they call it tri-state, yeah. Kentucky, um, Indiana, Ohio. Ohio. That, if that you're area. in that area, man, and you want to become a pro wrestler, now, now that I know that Doug Basham is the head trainer, uh, I give my full recommendation. Get your ass there and learn how to wrestle properly because Doug was one of the best. And I'm not Thank saying you, that. I appreciate that, man. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that to blow smoke up his ass. It's the truth. Uh, but, yeah, so are you still getting in the ring or is those days uh, – Oh, I am. I get in the ring and actually still roll around a little bit. Um, I've got a, my, my right hip. I've got, uh, you know, it's, I'm just buying time, you know, hip replacement. I'm going to have to have one eventually. And then you, you know, you'll get there too, kid. Uh, <laughs> lower back, neck, uh, oh, knees. Now, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, multitude of, um, concussions. So I, I don't do oh. a lot, you know? So anyway, if you see me take a bump, it's, it's very rare, but um, <laughs> there has been rumors. There has been rumors of maybe one more match. Oh, it's just a rumor, though. Just a rumor. <laughs> just, but you know how well, rumors start, right? It has to be on some type of pay per view deal, man, because I'll, I'll order that for sure. Well, you know, and it. it I, it's just a rumor, but we do, you know, OVW is now doing uh, pay-per-views uh, and, you know, oh. you can catch, yeah, you can catch it on the fight TV app, the fight TV on yeah. every Thursday from seven to nine Eastern. I don't know what that equates to where everybody else is, but, and it's, and it's live. The thing we did when we were there, Renee, uh, in OVW, it was, it was taped. Right. And, right. but here these kids are getting uh, you know, uh, training on live tv which is very valuable for the other companies the the, the uh, big money companies the i guess company. if that's what you want to call them yeah bigger companies that's a valuable um oh, uh, yeah. asset, asset to have you know hell yeah put that on your resume hey listen i worked live tv for x amount of years oh, i know what i'm doing absolutely absolutely Fuck yeah james you got anything bud yeah we've got loads sam <laughs> I have a staying with OVW. I think I mentioned it to you before, Doug. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the wrestlers I'm a fan of is Luscious Lawrence. Um, is he he's still there, isn't he? And uh, yeah. what do you reckon his ceiling is at the minute? Yeah, he, uh, Luscious Lawrence. He is still there. Um, and you know, I've been there for about a year and a half now um, in, in training and helping with aging and matches and stuff like that. And I, I'm not saying it's it's me. It's not because these guys they they just get better because the more you work, the better you get. But uh, uh, me being there, I've seen some improvement in their work. I've seen some improvement in their characterization. I've just seen some improvement in their all around uh, the way they move in the ring since I've been there. And when I'm there, you know, I'm I'm very uh, I'm very active, and I'm very very verbal. And I guess hands-on helping them with their matches and stuff like that. And they, a lot of the guys come and they ask me for a lot of advice. Hey, what do you think? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty straight and to the point to help them with what they're doing. And it's good to see that they are, um, one, listening, and then, two, applying what's, you know, the, the coaching that's yeah. being given to them. So yeah. Luscious Lawrence is one of them getting better. There's another guy 
that uh, has really come into his own and just is just an entertaining SOB on our show. It's, it's rock star Ryan Howe. Uh, you get a chance. You know, I mean, this guy has became the, uh, I mean, the most entertaining guy on our show and it came out of nowhere, but what he's done, he's taken his true real per- and this is, and Renee, you can attest to this. He's taken his real personality and he's cranked it up to 10 and he's, he's knocking it out of the park every week and his work in the ring matches his promos, what he's talking about. He believes in who he is. He's clever. I mean, the guy, this is one of the, I feel he's one of the breakout stars in OVW right now, along with, you know, Omar Amir and and Mahabali Shira. And we have, we have some others that are coming up, coming up along the way too. I mean, I could make honorable mentions to everybody out there because everybody's getting better. But, you know, when you and and Renee, and you know, this too, you have that eye and you you see something in somebody and you know, it's just, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm saying that about Ryan Howe. It's just a matter of time because his, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's one of those guys that when we're writing TV for him, oh, I wonder, uh, okay, here's this, here's this guideline. I, I wonder what he's going to come up with. I want to know, I, I want to, I want to tune in and just see what he does with it and see how, cause he's so freaking entertaining, man. So if you get a chance, go back and watch some of his work and, watch his promos oh my god watch his promos they're so good so let's plug that again man it's ovw wrestling on the fight tv app yes ovw 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 uh on the fight tv uh app or fight tv network every thursday from seven to nine eastern and that is coming at you live so when you see it it's actually happening and then uh we we also have our pay-per-views we actually have a pay-per-view coming up this Saturday night. Uh, it's, wow. it's our Saturday, Saturday night special. And you can go to ovwrestling.com and you can see how to order that on pay-per-view. I'm supposed to have a, and a, Renee, I can feed this to you so you can put it up on, on your link, um, like a code that you can put in to get like 15 okay. or 20, 20% off of the pay-per-view by and it's, it's not that expensive anyway. I think it may be like 14 bucks or something like that. It's, okay. it's not, you know, uh, like WWE 60, 70, $80 or anything like that. Right. But uh, I'll feed you, uh, I'll send you my code and anybody that wants to order it, you can get an extra uh, uh, 20 or 15 or 20% off on, on the ordering it up. I'll do that. So is this going to be a, a regular occurrence, like a monthly thing or uh, four or five times a year with the pay-per-views and stuff? Every other month, we have our Saturday night special. And this week, this Saturday, the tw- I think it's the 25th, I think. This Saturday, the okay. 25th, we have our um, Saturday night special, which you can buy on pay-per-view. One of our, uh, oh, oh, and here it is. One of our main draws, we have, um, some, we have, some, we have some really good female talent here, too. We, mm-hmm. uh, we, are, we are drawing some really good female um, athletes and wrestlers. And we have a hair versus hair match with uh, two of our ladies uh, this Saturday. And I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> of course not. I of have course. no clue what's going to happen. But these two, well, these two ladies, these two girls have been getting after it and doing a really good job. Yeah, uh, Holly, it's amazing. Holly, Hollywood, Haley J and Layla Gray. Those are the two competitors. Okay. 
It's wow. amazing how far women's wrestling has come, you know, back from wearing the bras and panty matches and yeah. the evening gown matches and all that jazz, right? They've really come into their own. Yeah, you know, back in the day when when you speaking, you know, just because you said the word jazz, when jazz was there and and yeah. uh, Gail and uh, that group, Victoria, Nydia, yeah. Yeah. Um, they they really were were the catalyst to taking it to that next level you know, making it explode and take off. So, you know, kudos, kudos to those girls, the pioneer. I mean, there's been female wrestling all for, for, for years, but um, I'm not saying they didn't wrestle because I don't want, I don't want the, I don't want Mula after me <laughs> or Mae Young. I don't want them coming after me at all. You know, oh, they're both dead, be, so it's okay. I, I, I know, but still you know, come, come out, come out, come back and get me. You know what I mean? But um, right. back, back then those, that group was, uh, trying to take it to a whole nother level and, and make it uh, as competitive as the men. So, yeah. Yeah. They, they work hard and kudos to them. James, yes. you got anything else, bud? Yeah. Speaking of ladies, Doug, um, we have someone me and Renee hasn't really spoke about, uh, Linda miles. Um, she got paired up with you. So how did that come about the, uh, S and M gimmick and Linda miles being paired up with you? It's a very interesting story um, because me and Danny wore black leather pants and we were bald. I don't know if being bald had anything to do with it, but because we wore black leather pants, there was one of the writers in WWE <clears throat> went to a Britney Spears concert and he saw that Britney Spears was dressed up like a dominatrix and all her male dancers were wearing like black leather pants. And he, he got this great idea that they should put a dominatrix with me and Danny because we wore black leather pants. That's how Linda Miles got, or that's how Shaniqua was born. And here's, here's something a lot of people don't know. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, actually the, Linda Miles came up with the name Shaniqua because she said, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling Shaniqua. Actually, Stephanie McMahon wanted to call her Laquisha. And she's like, I'm not feeling that, B, or I'm not feeling that, Stephanie. I'm feeling Shaniqua. So that's how that's how the name Shaniqua came about with Linda Miles. And a lot of people don't know that. Wow. The only, reason I, know, only reason I know, yes, exclusive, because I was right there when she did it. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 Shut the fuck up, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You made it here. Don't ruin it. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, shit. Well, wasn't there a story with her, too? saying something to the wrong person and getting uh, clobbered because of it in the ring? Uh, I don't know. I think that um, just being, you know, a great person. I mean, she's, she's a wonderful individual, very athletic, but, you know, yeah. she, she came up through the tough enough and she, uh, she, I, I don't think, that she actually, like you and I, we wanted to be wrestling. We felt wrestling, lived wrestling. I think she saw yeah. it as a competition, went and won. And then she's like, oh, crap, now I got to do this, you know? So, and then just right. not knowing, not being brought up and knowing the uh, etiquette, I guess, of wrestling. And yeah. she would say a few things and just you know, got, kind of got some heat. And then I think she said the wrong thing to Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon said, uh, uh, Johnny Laurinaitis, you need to send her back down to uh, OBW. Because um, wow. I, 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 don't, I don't know what she said, but I just, 
found out she said she wanted to talk to Vince or something like that. And me and Danny were like, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but she went and did it anyway. And she got sent back down. She got clobbered, you know, and uh, by Rikishi and she was gone. And then me and Danny got put on the shelf for, for a while. Right. So that ultimately affects you guys and your, your money, right? Yeah. Yes, 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 it does. But, you know, um, if, but while she was with us, we, we did make, make some money. We were, we were in uh, high profile matches. We were in tag matches. We were higher up on the card. We got a little yeah. bit bigger paydays. So, you know, because of her, I wouldn't say because of her, but the, the three of us, we made a little bit of money while we had a run. Yeah. <coughs> now, if you go back in that time on the main roster, who, what's your fondest memories as far as in the ring with, with who you had your, your fondest memories, like as far as wrestling? Oh man, I, that one's easy, Renee. Uh, it was when me and Danny, for me, I don't know about Danny, but for me, it's when me and Danny uh, worked with Chavo and Eddie and won the tag yeah. titles for the first time. I mean, yeah. that, you know, I had, I had, I had goals in, in wrestling when I, growing up, I want to be a champion. I want to be in a WrestleMania and I want to work for Vince. So, you know, I started working for Vince, uh, then got to become a champion with, with Eddie, with Eddie and Chicago. I think it was, uh, no way out. I think it was, uh, I think that was a pay-per-view. I think is what it was. And then, uh, we, we got to do a, a WrestleMania, WrestleMania 20. <laughs> check, 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 man. There's nothing, nothing like being able to, uh, live your dream and or have these dreams and goals and then actually meeting them. It's, it's so surreal. I mean, I'm sure you felt oh, the same way, man. I was on WrestleMania 20 with you, bud. Yeah. Right? How smooth was the Guerreros in the ring? Oh, Renee. Unreal, I, right? Uh, Unreal. It's I, like wrestling fetters. Dude, it was smooth, smooth as silk, bro. So, yeah. did, you ever work, did you ever get to work with them? I got to work with Eddie just a little bit, and it's like, fuck, give me this every night please. How easy, <laughs> how easy was it? I mean, it was so easy. I'll tell you real, real I'll tell you a story real quick though. I remember, uh, Eddie, uh, come to me and he goes, <laughs> you know how Eddie did the, the three amigos before he went up and splashed. I remember yeah. him coming up to me and him going, Doug, uh, cause he did it to, he did it to Danny one time. Right. And then he come up to me after, I don't know if Danny knows this or not. He probably did, probably does. I probably told him, but he goes, Doug from now on, you get to three amigos in the splash. I'm sorry, but Danny, he is so heavy. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he is too heavy. I was like, okay. Uh, so I don't know. But he was I, being I, very I, polite about it, right? He didn't lose his top. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but I, so now I'm thinking Danny ribbed me. He, 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 uh, sandbagged Eddie. So I, I, you know, I have to take the, you take the, fucking the bumps right yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice rib, Danny. <laughs> yeah. All right, James, you got anything else before we close? Yeah. Um, story you've told me, Doug, but I don't know if Renee's actually heard of it. So the uh, million dollar tough enough and you and Danny had to stop the contestants from capturing the flag. Renee, yeah. I don't know. That was a shoot, right? That was that, shoot, Doug. That was- 100% shoot. Yes. Our, uh, we felt like, now we don't know this, but we felt that cause we were, we've been sitting on the shelf for so long. And then, um, when they were doing the tough enough stuff, some of our top stars guys were kind of getting embarrassed by these tough enough kids. Like big show was doing that body slam challenge. And they were popping right up. And then Kurt, uh, about got Kurt, tapped yeah. out by, 
But in, Kurt, in, in Kurt's defense, though, he had that uh, pinched nerve. And he had that neck, and he, he only had 50% strength in that in his left arm. Pewter would have Plus never got Kurt. But he's not expecting it either, right? That's another well, mind. You got to get a mental mind frame for that shit. You know. Well, it, it, true, but I, I still Pewter. I, I were you there? Were you there when when Brock and Kurt were going at it in the ring? Were you there? Or no, you were on Raw. It was a SmackDown. I think it was on Raw. Uh, what's what's? Yeah, you were on Raw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kurt and we come to a show uh, before uh, you know how everybody gets in the ring before the TV show, stuff like that. Well, yeah. Kurt, Kurt, all of us were getting the ring, kind of working out and stuff. Kurt and Brock kind of get in the ring. And start doing, you know, just start doing some pummeling, uh, yeah, yeah. pummeling yes. And then that they started to try and take each other down. And very slowly, one by one, everybody just started dipping out of the ring until it was just <laughs> up there. And everybody was just yeah. sitting like, yes, just sitting there watching. And right. Kurt, you heard you heard Kurt going, oh, oh my God, you're so strong. And then you heard Brock go, you're so wiry. I can't get a hold of you. Stand still, you know. And then they were sitting there going at it, man. It was something to see. And then they were right. starting to get starting to get really go after it. And then you all of a sudden you hear Vince McMahon's voice. What the fuck are you doing? You ain't stop with my million dollar guys. I don't pay you to go out there and get hurt. Yeah, and he just keeps walking yeah. down the aisle, whatever you know, and, and really cut a promo. Promo. You know else who I saw that with, dude? Same scenario was uh, Pewter was in there with Shelton. And I think it might have been Charlie, and they were doing the same shit. And then fucking Vince blew it, blew his top. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, good to know it yeah. just wasn't on our show. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, here you had two million dollar guys, you know, and Vince is like, I've got two million dollars sitting in the ring right now, trying to hurt each other. Right. So you know that that was a that was an interesting story there. I was so so we kind of we're going all over the place. We kind of skipped over. So that that. Um, Tough enough segment was a shoot to where they were trying to get the flag, and you guys felt like if you didn't fucking do it, you're gonna get fired. Yeah, because um, before the, before the segment, you know, we get there and the kids are going, they're walking around, right, walking through the yeah. segment, and and you you know how they did before each, you know, when you walk through, do a walk through, and then yeah. Vince pulled me and Danny over and goes, boys, he goes, short of sending in these kids to the hospital, short of killing anybody. You see that flag over there? And we looked over and to turn back on. We said, yes, sir. He goes, you see what uh, that turnbuckle pad has, has uh, embroidered on it? Yeah, two, two W's, you know, WWE. He goes, don't let them get it. Pop. And it walked off. <laughs> so he hit me in the shoulder. Pop. And I was like, okay. And I looked at Danny and I said, I think we've just been put on notice. <laughs> If they get the flat, we're fired. And then Bill, Bill DeMont, that whole day, that son of a buck, that whole day, Bill was working us up. I mean, he was just poking and grinding and going, oh, don't let him get that flag, boys. You know, I, I, I like seeing you around here. You know, just sitting there poking and prodding. And, and he, he got us worked up pretty, 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 uh, pretty good that day. And then I remember Stephanie, uh, Bill DeMont. Our jobs are on the line. If, if any of those kids got past us and got that flag, um, we felt like we were going to get let go and we didn't find out till I didn't find this out until after it was already done and over with that they had uh, Charlie Haas and Bob Holly waiting in the wing so I, I, if, if somebody got past us and got the flag they were going to send them out and reshoot the whole thing <laughs> wow yeah yeah 
asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that, that was a straight up shoot, man. I think Danny broke his orbital bone here and no I, I broke yeah i broke uh i had a got, got a broken tooth out of it you know he Jeez. got the worst he got the worst part of it that one oh, dan rotary guy stuck his head down and did a three-point stance and just came at his head first and you know boom yeah, we stopped him <laughs> i think ryback was one of them wasn't he ryback yeah it was uh the miz um ryback uh, uh, I can't remember the, the uh, Justice, Dan Rodeimer, and then Pewter, I think. Yeah. Well, that's the life of a wrestler, I guess, working for the entertainers. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, Douglas, it was a pleasure seeing you again. It was a pleasure catching up. Uh, maybe somewhere down the line we could do this again, but one last plug for your uh, OVW Wrestling School, OVW TV, the whole nine. Give it to us, bud. Yeah, man. Uh, you can catch OB, OVW uh, Wrestling every Thursday night on the Fight TV Network or Fight TV app from 7 to 9. That is a live TV taping. I am the head trainer at OVW, uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling, uh, Al Snow's uh, Wrestling Academy. And you can figure out how to get all that information and come see me uh, at ovwrestling.com. And you can also go to ovwrestling.com to catch up on all the news um, and what's going on and what's happening. We've got a lot of exciting stuff happening here at OV, OVW right now. And uh, I'm pretty excited to be here. And you never know, you may see some somebody in the ring once again, one last time on one of these pay-per-views. So. That being Yo. said, man, I hope everybody enjoyed themselves. Yeah, man. Douglas, always a pleasure. And uh, if you want to get into the business, I, I, I give my 100% recommendation to uh, Doug, Doug Basham as a trainer because he's one of the best. Thank All you. right. All right, boys and girls. Bonsoir. Thank you. Pro Wrestling Noir, July 16, Nippon Budokan. Keiji Muto's chosen venue, the Nippon Budokan. The first fight of his retirement streak. The challenger, Supernova Kaito Kiyomiya. Don't miss Keiji Muto's retirement run. Noa, Shinihon Prolesno. Amakudai Sakija, Yendara. Keno challenges New Japan Pro Wrestling Satoshi Kojima for Noah Gold, the GHC Heavyweight Championship. And Ninja Mac is back! On top of that, Rob Van Dam in a hardcore rules match. International stream on Wrestle Universe.